You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing, we'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So without further ado, let's hit the road. Welcome to episode seven of my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town. And on today's episode, we are hitting the Middle East. Yep, we are going to Syria. So we finally left Turkey after several attempts and 24 days. <laughs> so we're on, I think, six weeks, uh, six weeks now we've been uh, traveling. So in today's episode, we're going to be going over Syria uh, and what happened in Damascus and how we got to Jordan. So, but before we go there, let's go on to my podcast journey with you. So some good news, up to 20 uh, 20 countries, different listeners from 20 countries, which is amazeballs. Like I said, one of my first, uh, one of my goals is to get listeners from 76 countries, which is the amount of countries I've been to. So we're well on our way since um, excluding my trailers. Uh, this is only the third week, I think, or f yeah, I've done my podcast. So yeah, super happy. And then the top five countries remain the same. <laughs> so number one, Canada. Woohoo, Canucks. Number two, USA. How do you doing down there? Some crazy times going down there with hurricanes and I won't even get into Trump. <laughs> and the country number three is my second home, UK. Well done, Brits. Although you're letting the Americans beat you, so come on. And number four is Ireland. Top of the morning, Tammy, fellow Irish lovelies. And coming up, number five is French. So bonjour and merci beaucoup. And the review of the day is my first review, actually. Short but sweet. It says five stars. It said great stuff. Really looking forward to the series to start. So thank you, Nina. You're awesome. And if you'd like to uh, uh, a shout out, then yeah, please just leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or like iTunes or go to my website for instructions how to do it. And you can also do it on Stitcher for Android. Everything's on the website, manyroadstravel.com. Okay. So, oh, one more piece of news. I gave my very first interview on another podcast, which is really exciting. And that will be coming out end of September, early October. So I will let you know when that was out. It was really fun. I was quite nervous because <laughs> it was my first interview, but it went really, really well. And it's called The Accented World. And Lena is the hostess and she's lovely. So I will keep you posted on when that's out uh, earlier, the, you know, closer to the time. Alrighty. So let's get going. Okay. So yeah, we finally left Turkey, as I said, after 24 days, <laughs> we only plan on being there maybe 10, came through, yeah, the, you know, the, the Turkish uh, Syrian border near Antakya, Turkey. And after six passport checks, 
one baggage check. We finally got across the border into Syria. Yeah, we got the bus down to Damascus. So we passed nearby Aleppo. Finally, oh, on the bus we met this really nice Jordanian guy who was living in Damascus. So Casey talked to him quite a lot. Casey was uh, my friend who I left on this trip with. Uh, we traveled together for a few months. So once we got to Damascus, he helped us find a hotel, which was very nice of him. Like I said, Middle East, where, and I've been back to Middle Eastern countries several times since this trip, and the nicest people, like super generous, very hospitable, just lovely, lovely people. They really take you under their wing and, and treat you as like a guest, your royalty, basically. <laughs> but I remember coming across the border, like into Syria, because it was about, I think we left Turkey around 11 in the morning. We didn't get to Damascus till 6 p.m. The, the the landscape just completely changes as soon as you come into Syria. And it was much more like like low mountain ranges, quite like sandy and rocky with just like pockets of fertile soil and but the sunset was beautiful like the whole the hue was just like it all turned into like fiery orange it was really beautiful and i quite like i thought the landscape was it was very rugged but you know it was beautiful in its own way so but yeah so we finally get to damascus and get our hotel we met like just had enough energy to get something just grab something really quick to eat because I hadn't slept for three days right because before we did this so that was seven hour trip we'd just come off a 12 hour bus journey from Ankara to get our um, Syrian visa so I was exhausted so, and uh, yeah we just crashed although it was a rock hard bed <laughs> but I slept for 10 hours I was out cold and then got up in the morning so this is, I think, day 43. Finally had a long, hot shower, which was my first in seven days. <laughs> uh, so that was lovely. And then I was waiting for Casey to have a shower. So I thought, I'll just pop the pop out, walk around the corner, you know, just take a little look-see. Because, you know, by the time I got to Damascus, it was almost dark. Well, I got lost for half an hour. <laughs> See, nowadays, much easier, yep. Put on Google Maps and you're fine. Back in 1993, I mean, the internet wasn't even around, let alone cell phones or Google Maps. But yeah, lost for half an hour. So, but I quite like getting lost, and I still do to this day. I don't know. I, for some reason, it's more fun. I mean, I'll always find. I always find my way home. I do have an internal tracking system. I think. Anyways, the final case was ready, and we headed over to the Jordanian embassy to to get our visa get there and uh, we realized we both had forgot our passports <laughs> so that was super handy and the the embassy was closed it closed at 11 a.m so we're like okay that was just stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we went to so we just decided to walk around uh damascus and damascus is like i think it was like the oldest part of Damascus, like the old town of damascus that was like formed in like 3000 bc or something like that and it's apparently like one of the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world and it was also known as the pearl of asia because it's beautiful and its lushness and i really really liked syria uh, damascus like it was a totally different vibe to the other big cities we'd been to so far but i liked it just as much as i liked paris 
or Rome, to be honest, and much better than I liked any of the other big cities we went to in Turkey. Not that we had gone to many big cities, but yeah, I, I really liked it. it. had a great vibe. And it was the first time I'd seen, you know, women in burqas or, you know, covered with headscarves and the men all wore like jackets and headscarves as well. It was just full of color and smells and, you know, there's lots of honking and stuff like that. But that's, you know, big cities anywhere really but yeah i i really really liked um, the vibe of damascus and like i said people are super nice always smiling and you know we hardly had seen any other westerners there <laughs> but mind you we hadn't really seen any other travelers since marmers turkey so it'd been a couple weeks just me and casey's uh but we were still getting along really well considering spending 24 7 together with someone it's hard <laughs> Yeah, Casey and I got along, we're still getting along really, really well. So yeah, we went to this market, which is called the El Hamidia Souk, which is a huge marketplace. And it was really cool. Like talk about attacking your attack, but attacking your senses, you know, like all your senses are full because you're just smelling things, you're seeing things. There's lots of colors, there's lots of, you know, bartering. And yeah, it was, <laughs> I really liked it. It was really cool. Yeah, we walked around there for a while and then we kind of stumbled along the meat market. Not quite as nice, like definitely the smell is not as good or the sights because you see like sheep's heads and cow's heads and intestines and hearts and, and I don't even eat red meat. I'd stopped eating red meat when I was 19. So it was not my cup of tea, that's for sure. <laughs> and then, which is weird, but then we went to grab some lunch, I don't know, all that meat. And and we had, oh yeah, delicious. Like I, again, like back then in 1983, I'd never had Middle Eastern food really. I mean, I don't even think hummus was around back then in Canada. So yeah, I got this like beautiful, I do eat white, like I do eat, I call it my fins and feathers. So I do eat chicken and fish. Anything with fins and anything with feathers out of the sea, I love. So yeah, we had these chicken donairs and salads and oh, so delicious. Then we found these awesome Syrian sweets. So it's kind of like a honey straw, like looks like honey straws on the outside. And then so they're kind of crunchy. And then the inside is like, oh, delicious custard with pistachios. Bella, so good. And the best bit was like 30 cents for a whole box of them. <laughs> and I think our our chicken donairs or kebabs whatever were like a dollar so it was like okay we're liking this is nice and cheap uh so we were still a bit tired so we went back had a nap and then hit, hit the town again and of course we found one of the very few bars <laughs> and went in and had a syrian beer which was really good it reminded me of bex and of course i was the only woman in there but not a problem yeah then we just kind of and we had such a, I, such a great day. I really, really, really like, you know, liked uh, Damascus. So we just crashed that night. And then, so day 43, we headed out to the Jordanian embassy again with passports this time. Very helpful. And before 11 a.m. And we got there and they were like, okay, well, it's $38 for a Jordanian visa. And we were like, wow, that's quite expensive. And we didn't have enough money, of course. Because <laughs> we knew we were only going to be in Jordan, like, a day or two or sorry syria day or two so we we'd only changed so much money into syrian pounds so yes we didn't have enough money to cover it and we were saying well can we get the visa at the border although we were very very nervous about this because we've been here before with getting trying to get our syrian a, a visa and they're like oh yeah, yeah yeah yep i quote yes you sh you'll definitely be able to get it at the border and it'll probably be cheaper so we're like okay cool we'll we'll chance it 
So we went back, picked up our bags, uh, grabbed a couple more uh, chicken donairs. I love them. <laughs> for the road and uh, headed to the bus station only to find out that the bus wasn't leaving till 4 a.m. And it was like, what, noon now? Luckily, a guy kind of overheard us and he was like, well, there, there's like service taxis. So get one of those. So you just you wait till the car's full and then you'll you'll head out kind of thing. And we're like, OK, cool, we'll do that. And so we found one and there was like five of us in this taxi, but the other three people like had so much stuff. So there was all their baggage like on the roof of the taxi as well as the boot. And we just had our backpack each. But it was only 10 bucks and we could go to uh, a man Jordan that day. So we were like, cool. Oh, unfortunately, I got the worst seat. So I'm in the front middle. Ugh, it was not great. And we, so we get to the border and it took me and Casey just half an hour to get through. Oh yeah. We got, and also, so the visa, $42 <laughs> highway robbery. So it's $4 more than what we would have paid at the embassy, <laughs> which I know sounds like nothing, but you know, when you're budgeting uh, and on a very long road trip, every dollar counts anyways, but we got our visa. That was the main thing. We got the visa, but the other three people, they had so much stuff. We were three hours at customs so by the time we finally got back on the road it was dark and the driver who was this fat sleazy gross dude one of the few people i met that i didn't like and he the, throughout the whole trip he just kept trying to rub himself against my leg and my like his arms on my lap and ugh, it was just needless to say a very gross very weary day <laughs> But the good news is we got to Jordan and we decided to splash out and got like a $50 a night hotel. <laughs> We're in Jordan. It's happy days. However, you're going to have to wait till the next episode to hear about Jordan. I'd just like to talk a little bit more about Syria and how heartbreaking it is. What's been happening there for the last nine years you know the war and everything like that that started yeah like 2011 it started kind of because a couple of teenagers had spray painting something about pro-democracy and uh, Saad the president you know security people arrested them and tortured them and it kind of kicked off from there so it was it's called like the Arab well it was one of the Arab Spring kind of revolutions yeah and it just kind of then by 2012 like just mass protesting and Assad, the president, who is not not a very good person at all, more you know, the dictator, you know. Then he brought in, you know, the big thing in 2013 was the Syrian gassing when he gassed his own people, like poisoned them, even though he denied it. And it just, you know, snowballed. I mean, by I think 2016, something like four and a half million Syrians had been displaced, like you know either gone not just this place sorry that that was more but had left syria basically so you know you hear about the syrian refugees i mean they have just gone through hell and back and you know in turkey jordan lebanon i mean they just so many refugees they they couldn't handle it so there's you know refugees syrian refugees that went to europe and some came across to canada and the states but hard times and i i know by like I'm not sure how many people, Syrians have been killed, but by, I think, 2015, 250,000 Syrians have been killed by their own government. Like, brutal. 
they they've tried to get peace a few times um just not working so it's still there's you know parts of syria it's still really you can't go to it's very unsafe however i just had a look uh yesterday about the situation now and yeah damascus and aleppo are open and you can visit them a few things you need to know and we, and now apparently also Damascus has and Aleppo like they have streets that are bars and restaurants and and you know it's they say like it's like any other European city which is cool like I said I love Damascus I wish I would have seen more of Syria especially but there's this old it starts with a P Jesus I can't remember right now uh, but the ISIS destroyed it and it's a really old ancient city so I wish we would have gone to see it while we had a chance but yeah so if you do want to go to Syria now you need to go by on a tour since 2018 you have to do book a tour and you also have to through a travel agency you have to kind of get it's called like security permission and then that you kind of go into the syrian immigration database because you don't get your visa until you arrive but so yeah so if you did want to go like i said i i loved it i um obviously things have changed but yes you just go to a travel agency and it it depends like to get this security permission it's something like so for europeans it's 300 dollars. for uk it's 500 and for americans it's 550 and then visas are between 20 and 150 us dollars depending on where you're from for canadians it's 90 dollars. so i got mine free <laughs> back then so yeah and then like i said you have to book a tour so you're be, you know you met at a at the airport or there are three land borders that are, that are open now i mean again with covid i'm not exactly sure so just double check and obviously all your government's travel advisory you know government pages or website pages all probably do not recommend going to syria but i have looked online and there's people that have gone you know 2019 2020 so it's definitely possible Yes, yeah, so you you have to be with your tour guide at all times. And like I said, I would literally just go to Damascus and maybe Aleppo. That, that'd be it, really, because there are still kidnappings and stuff like that. And you also cannot have an Israeli stamp in your passport. It was the same back then when I was there. Um, that's one of the reasons we didn't end up going to Israel, because we were going to Sudan and we knew that we can have that in our passport. Also, no ATMs take foreign cards. That's because of all the uh that's because of all the restrictions by american governments and british you know western governments basically so you have to bring hard cash cold hard cash oh yeah and the syrian pound has completely collapsed from april again because of you know embargoes on them so now it is so it would be a good time to go for us not great for syrians at all but the syrian pound is like 2400 to one us dollars when i was there it was 42. so yeah crazy so i think that's about it for syria right now but yeah like just like i said it's it's really heartbreaking i feel for those poor people and like i said there's i don't know how many now probably close to eight million at least syrians have been displaced and it's just brutal and all for what like for what and of course now like you have american government you know and other governments trying to steal their oil or take you know whatever but it's stealing their oil basically <laughs> yeah not great not a great situation so if you couldn't go if you do want to go then go because the economy would you know any any a bit of money that they can get from tourism would be great for the country so i leave it at your own discretion 
And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. So I would say tip number one, besides like all the information I just gave you, I would Damascus, possibly Aleppo to uh, go to. And I guess there's like Damascus hasn't been hit too hard, like bombed too much. So it's still like, like I said, I, I loved it. It was really vibrant and friendly and colorful. And like I said, it's changed now. So there are more, there's one street called El Hamar street. And that is literally just like a, a road of like bars and restaurants and cafes and things like that and shops. So that would be, I guess, tip number one. <laughs> Tip number two in Damascus, I would go to Umayyad Mosque, which is a really ancient mosque and burial site. Tip number three would be, yeah, go to that marketplace. It's called the Hel Hamida Isuk. It's amazing. It's huge. It's, it was like I said, one of my first big, especially Middle Eastern uh, marketplaces. So really fun. Lots of great things to buy and try and eat and drink and all sorts. And then for my solo female travelers, <laughs> uh, you know, dress appropriately. Definitely, I would say wear a headscarf and, you know, have your, you know, cover your arms and legs and you should be fine. You know, you're going to be in a tour, but still be vigilant and just respect their culture and you should be fine. Like I said, I had a great time and uh, I know things have changed, but still some things don't ever change and that's people's hospitality and generosity and except for places that have been bombed obviously but you know the, the what's to see there that i saw is still there so like i said i would leave it at your own discretion and once things calm down especially with covid then yeah i would definitely put it on my list for sure to go okay so i think that is a wrap and we are really, really getting closer to Africa. So next week's episode is going to be about Jordan. And and then it's Africa. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, I would love it if you could subscribe. And like I said, leave a review or a rating. That would be awesome. Okay, so until next Thursday, safe travels one word at a time.